Welcome to the Covenant Life Center podcast. We're so thankful that you chose to listen to this message. To get more connected with us, you can look us up on all social media at CLC Victoria and download our app. Now, here's this week's message. I'm excited today. Luke chapter 12, verse 27. Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you, this is Jesus speaking now, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now what's amazing to me here is that Solomon is now comparing his kingdom to a flower and and saying that this little flower, it's so arrayed and so beautiful and has so much detail that that Solomon's palace and kingdom, whether it was crafted by, by, by iron workers, wood workers, and all of the gold and all of the, all the priceless jewels, is no comparison to this flower. And then he goes on further and he says, if then God, if then God so clothes the grass, which today is in the field and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you of you of, of little faith? Do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink or, or, or have an anxious mind. He said, don't worry about all those things. He said, for all those things the nations of the world seek after. That's how everybody else does it, but you're not like them. All these things the nations of the world seek after. And your father, and your father knows that you need these things. Not just want them, but into God, it's a need. Then he says, and we all know the scripture, but seek the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Now, hold on just a second. Think about this. It is God's greatest pleasure to give you the kingdom. And when you think of the kingdom, think about every intricate detail of what's involved in in the kingdom. In the kingdom of God, there is power, provision, there is authority, there is prosperity, there is good health, there is all of these things. So, so the kingdom of God is really more than a place. It is an experience and a state of mind, and it is an existence within our being. So it is God's good pleasure. He really, really wants you to have the kingdom, to give it to you. So do not fear. Sell what you have, give alms, provide yourself money bags which do not grow old, a treasure in heaven that does not fail, where no thieves approach nor moths destroy. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And ultimately what God is trying to say here is, he's not asking all of us to go and sell everything we have. He was speaking to the audience at that moment. So we have, to, we have the privilege of stepping into this moment, reading the gospel, and seeing what Jesus is saying to the crowd that's there. He was ministering to people, talking to people, and he called them to an an assignment. But then we read it years later, and I believe the message for us today is this. 
You can seek after this world's goods all you want to, but at the end of life, all that's going to matter is how much Jesus you have. How much Jesus you have. All right. Now it's your turn to pray for the service. Ask God to bless it. Come on, bless the rest of the service. Ask him, bless me. Touch my mouth. Touch your hearts. Ask the Lord to fill the atmosphere. Minister to people. Father, in Jesus' name, we receive your blessings. We, we surrender our hearts, our minds, our spirit. We're here to do nothing more, nothing less than to make you Lord of our life. God, we put you first. Bless today. And help us receive your word. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say amen. Now, one more time, act like God saved you and give him some praise in this house. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. High five somebody and tell them one more time, the blessings of God are on the way and in your life. And you can be seated. God bless you. Thank you for standing. I, I do want to convey this word to you and give you an update on the property um, we are waiting, and I said this last week, but we are waiting for one signature, and it's done. <laughs> FYI, just letting you know, we are waiting for one signature. Everybody say, Jesus, make it happen. Jesus. We are ready to pay the $125,000 and ready to move on and go clear that property and have some barbecues on there at least before we build the building. But... God is good. I've learned throughout the years that whatever God does, God does it right. God does it good. We know that from creation. Every time God created something, at the end of the day, he said, and it was what? Good. God is so good. But God does it right. And so when you look at the details and how God took time to to, to give everything its identity and its own unique look and, and perspective. Um, from our minds, it's, we take it for granted. But when you really think about it, he, he takes this flower, this lily, and he begins to compare it to the, king, to the kingdom that Solomon built out of men's talents and abilities. And he said it really doesn't compare. I mean, I like butterflies. I, I like enjoy looking at cardinals when I see them flying. Or the other day, my son, my youngest son, Joshua, saw a blue jay for the first time, and he said, Dad, he said, look at that bird. He says, different colors. And, and, uh, and I said, yeah, son, I said, that's a blue jay, man. He goes, I've never seen a bird like that. And, 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 and that's just in South Texas, right? And, and there are so many types of animals and so many types of flowers and so many types of things that God has arrayed us with and blessed us with. And what God is trying to tell, what the Lord is trying to tell all these people, look at what God has done and look what God can do. And we try so hard, so hard to make things happen. We work so much. If there's one thing I know about Victoria, Texas, I've grew up here, I've grown up here, and, and I grew up here my whole life. I know that Victoria is filled with hard-working people. I really feel like there's just, that's just the attribute, one of those characteristics of this town, this city. There are people that have two jobs. There are people that work long hours. They take extra shifts. There's 
working in the oil field industry, working in the plants, and uh, there's just a whole bunch of hardworking people. And, um, but I understand what it means to work long hours, and I know what shutdowns, turnarounds are all about. Some of you men, even you women, you're, some of you understand what turnarounds are, right? That's when you, ladies, that's when you pack an extra sandwich or two in your husband's lunch, or he, you prepare, you send something extra because it's going to be one of those long 12-hour, 16-hour days. We work hard. We work hard. But sometimes we work so hard that we overlook the secret to really getting ahead. God intends us to work smarter, not harder. God wants us to work smarter and not harder. When we try to do things our own way, we become weary. But when we do things God's way and we tap into God's favor and we tap into God's plan, there, there is a difference. God can do something in one minute that will take you a lifetime. He can bring one God moment and opportunity and connection into your life that can change everything. It can. It will change everything. I've seen him do this time and time again. But to be aware that God wants to bless you, to feel God's favor, to walk in a different anointing, it takes reminding. You have to remind yourself. You have to, even though you have highs and lows in your life or maybe in your business. How many business owners do we have here? I love talking to business owners. You don't have to raise your hand, but if you own your own business, you, you, it's, isn't it amazing how you see highs, high profits, months, and then there's a month that's low, but at the end of the year, somehow you made it through and all the bills got paid and all the employees got a paycheck, and you're kind of like, you know, God's never failed us. And you look back and you say, I don't know how this worked out. I don't know how this all happened, but God took care of us this year. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to talk about the highs and lows in a moment. But right now, to, set the, to have a mindset to really get to a place in your heart where God can bless you, where God can begin to work through your life, it takes a mindset, and it takes reminding yourself. So I want to read you Psalms 103 and verse 2, starting with verse 2. Uh, the writer writes, and he says this in Psalms 103. Look at this. Psalms 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. He is speaking to his soul. He is saying, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and what? Forget not all his benefits. God has benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities. I don't care how much money you have or how great of a reputation you may have or who you know. Unless you know Jesus, you can never have your sins remitted. It's by the blood of Jesus. It's a benefit from God. He's the only one, the only Savior, the only person. He gave his life for you and die. And don't forget that. All, we wouldn't have the blessings of God had we not been delivered from the curse of sin. So the, he says to his soul, don't forget this. 
that he forgives all your iniquities. The only reason you're blessed is because your sins have been remitted. Don't forget that. Who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and judgment for all who are oppressed. That means he sees everyone. He knows everyone. He sees the haters. He sees the critics. He knows exactly what you're going through, whatever, everything you're facing. God knows everything. But he says he executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made his ways known. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, uh, abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor he, he will keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins. And somebody praise God for that. <laughs> I know I'm thankful for that. I know I'm thankful for that nor punish us according to our iniquity. Somebody praise him again. You might as well. I mean, he's so good to us. For as the heavens are higher above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord removes our transgressions and so forth. But he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. And listen to this. Just like Jesus said, as for man, his days are like grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place, his place is remembered no more. Life is short. Can I ask you a question? Does anybody in this building know who, what businesses were in this location before we got here? How many of you know? How many of you remember? How many of you remember Champion Gym? That used to be right here. Champion Gym used to be right here, and I remember coming here as a kid that's why these walls, if you can't see them, they're halfway built. They, were, they built walls up here halfway so they could put mirrors all around here. There were dumbbells over here. And I don't mean people, but weights. <laughs> Squat racks over here. The men's restroom, the women's restroom. That's why they have the showers in there because there used to be a gym. And you probably never cared anyhow. But anyways, <laughs> squat racks, bench presses, all these things. I remember coming in here. Then I remember, then I remember um, that there used to be a uh, electrical company here, and they used to bring their cars in here and their trucks to work on them. And I can't remember the name of it, but I, it was here. But then we got here, and we closed up these walls and we we painted everything. We all of those curtains up there. We saved as much money as we could, and you know those are those are. Uh, two dollar, three dollar Walmart sheets, bed sheets. My mama, my mama made those curtains. And and guess what? 
years from now, people are going to say, what church used to be there? Who, pa Pastor who? I don't know. I don't know who used to pastor. It's probably this short little McDonald bald guy. Looks like a gang member. Just <laughs> looked like a, he looked like a little luchador, a luchador, little wrestler. Anyhow, they're not going to remember us. <laughs> I don't expect people to remember us, but I do expect myself to remember the goodness of God. Why I am here. We can't forget that life is so short. The house you live in now, if you didn't have it built, someone else lived there before you and then someone before you. Someone that was someone's dream home at one time. They had it built. Maybe it wasn't your dream home, but it was somebody else's. Unless you look back and see the records, you don't know. Life is but a vapor. So in the process of trying to experience and succeed and do well god wants to bless us because he's just good and he's just merciful and god wants to do great things god has our best interest at heart and above all things it is his good pleasure to give us the kingdom while we are on this earth this terra firma is just a a, a, a journey but one of these days, the true reward is really we're going to live forever with God in heaven. We're going to be forever with the Lord. And, and I don't know what size your house is now. I don't know what neighborhood you live in now. I don't know how much property you have. I don't know what your bank account looks like. I can care less. I don't know what kind of job position or job title or whatever you've got. But I'm going to tell you, all of that will mean nothing when we get over there because we're all going to have the same house, have all the same income. We're all going to be rich in Christ Jesus. We're going to all worship. If you don't like going to church and worshiping, you're probably not going to do well in heaven because all we're going to do over there is worship around the throne. It says it in the Bible. There are those that were around the throne and they cried out, holy, holy, holy. Holy Lord God Almighty, which is, which was, and which is to come. Our God, he, he, he's so, read about heaven. He was so intricate in the details of, of pearly gates, streets of gold. And I don't think it's the kind of gold that you would buy at the jewelry store. I think this gold is transparent gold. But whatever it is, that's the big reward. And this, it's all gravy. It's all just minute. But while we're here, we have one goal. While we are here, we have one purpose. No matter what you do, no matter who you are, no matter what you're doing, there's one goal that God has for every single person here, and that is God wants your life to shine so you can give him glory. Your life, your life was meant to be seen by others in proof that there is a God, that he does live, that he does exist, and he is a good, good God. How many of you can testify to that? He is a good God. 
He doesn't want you to be miserable. He doesn't want you to always barely get by. God wants to bless you. God wants to help you. I've seen this so many times, and I'm going to say something, but I'm going to help you understand something. God blesses everybody, even those you think don't deserve it. He does. He blesses everyone, even the people you think don't deserve it. You know, the scripture says it rains on the just and the unjust, and that rain can be blessing, and that rain can be uh, flood rain. <laughs> you know, it's never good when it floods, right? But, but God blesses everyone. Why? Here's why. You should never take a blessing for granted because I have found throughout the years, even when I didn't do good and God still blessed me, there have been times, and I'm not the only one. How many of you can really be very frank and honest? And uh, can you just be honest? And how many of you felt like at times in your life where God blessed you and you really didn't deserve it? I mean, not that you feel like you ever do deserve it, but, but you know that you know that you know, I just don't deserve this. But God blessed you anyways. You know what the scripture says about this? That the goodness of God leads us to repentance. The goodness of God leads us to repentance. So I have seen God bless people that I feel like didn't deserve it. And I realized the reason why God blessed people is so they can recognize him for his goodness. Now, as a child of God, as a child of God, the scripture says if you're, if you're a child of God, if you're a son of God whom the Lord loveth, he chastises and he corrects. He'll correct you. But many times God will allow a person to be blessed so he can show them how much he loves them because life is too short and Jesus loves us and he wants to give us a chance. He wants people to know that he cares about them. He wants them to do well. But that blessing was really meant to prove to them that God does exist and God does care and God wants you to do well. But an awareness, to be aware of that is a process. But to live beyond that momentary blessing requires a lifestyle of consistency. And I'm going to explain that in just a moment. The first thing I think we need to recognize is point number one. Can God, uh, God has to test us before he can trust us. Almost got ahead of myself. God has to test us before he can trust us. In other words, God has to evaluate us, not send temptation our way, but evaluate us before he can see if he can trust us. Keep that point there. I'm going to explain and expound on that just for a moment. I'm going to talk about myself that I want you to reflect on yourself. Years ago, when I started living for God, God saved me at the age of 19. And, uh, and I say saved because I, was, I grew up in a denominal church, and I didn't really understand a true relationship with Jesus Christ. I understood religion. I was very traditional. My family was very traditional. But then I had an experience that changed my life. And I started reading the Bible, and I started walking and going, walking with him on a daily basis. But, but then I, I started seeing the blessings of God because I think I've always had the blessings of God. I just don't ever think I had a conscience to be aware of it. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, have you ever, you know what I'm talking about? 
You ever recognize when you get saved, you started getting, giving God all the credit for every good thing? You started seeing your prayers answered? And it's like God was filling you up. But then you ever recognize that you started doing some things for God and you started going deeper and you started getting more committed and then challenges would come? Because life happens sometimes. Sometimes hell doesn't want you to get ahead. Sometimes hell wants to discourage you. Whatever it may be, it doesn't matter what, the, what brings the, the ups and the, the downs and the setbacks because, you know, as a child of God, we know setbacks or setups in God's kingdom. So, I started to see high times. God would bless. Then I started to see low times, and I had to depend on God. Then I recognized I had a pattern in my life. I didn't even know I had a pattern, but I had a pattern. I, I would get excited for the blessings of God, but when things were going well, my prayer life was not as committed. I wasn't as committed as I used to be. It happens to everyone. When you're living a good life and God starts to bless you, it is easy. I don't care who you are. It is easy to forget about God and think, oh, <laughs> I've arrived. I'm finally living right. God is, fi God is finally pleased with me. And then when something bad happened and I didn't maintain that walk, something bad happened, everything plummeted, then I found myself blaming God, saying, what did I, I haven't done nothing wrong. Sometimes it's not doing wrong, sometimes it's just not doing. Amen. Then I found myself again, and that's where we all get bowed up. Things aren't going right. So this is when we call the whole family to a fast. Isn't it funny how we call the whole family to fast with us? We're going on a fast, everybody. You got like, to bring everybody down with you. <laughs> We're all going down. This is our battle. <laughs> if I'm fasting, you're fasting too. We all start praying together, and then we see God move, and we're like, yeah, God move. God bless us, and then we stop praying because we are so good at creating breakthroughs. We are so good at creating highs, but we are not very good at maintaining them. And so I believe, I believe that God sees what's fixing to take place and he allows you to go through the highs and lows and he wants to see when you're high in that moment and the blessings are there what's your attitude i'm going to say something to you about finances about money i don't believe money changes you don't disagree with me in public please i believe i don't believe money changes you i believe money actually magnifies and amplifies who you really are. I think that if you were, if you were rude and, and you were a jerk when you had no money, but you hit it real good, I just think that when you get money, you, start, you don't care who, what the people think, and you, just, you become that person ultimately, and you're doing good. If you're generous at this level and you're humble, and you're thankful, then when God blesses you later, 
he knows you're going to still be that humble, generous, thankful person. I've seen it time and time again. People have it out of perspective. they got an improper perspective. So I've learned, I learned the secret. I have to learn to walk humbly before God regardless of the outcome of the success and the failures of my life. I have to maintain a steady walk with God. And the reason why I started to see this happening with my, the blessings of God in my life is because my relationship was like that. You know, it's like I'm breakdancing. My relationship high, my blessings high. My relationship went down, my blessings went down. And I'm starting. Then God tested me. Then when I got it, the blessings were like this still, but I made sure that my relationship was right. And when I can stay steady through the process, listen, this is when you have to ask yourself, why do I want to accomplish this goal? You have to have goals in your life, and you have to have the end result. You have to have a, a purpose and why you're doing what you're doing, but you have to know why, you're, why are you doing it? You have to ask yourself, why am I doing this? What's your motive? What's your, what's your purpose? Because that's what's going to drive you. Ask yourself, why am I doing this? And you also have to ask yourself, if I pursue this, am I going to get closer to God or is it going to take me further away from God? You have to determine and go through the process of all these things before God can trust you. You have to. Ultimately, I don't know. Um, there are so many reasons why we want to do it, but ultimately I do know this, that God, no matter what we do, he wants us to give him the glory for everything. Because that means that he gets the credit. That means we've been dependent on him. That means that we've never detached our relationship uh, from our purpose and what we do. Everything I do now Everything we do is, 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 is tied to the kingdom of God, is tied to God. Uh, the scripture even says that whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for him. It's Paul who said it's through him that we move, we live, and have our being. It's, he's the reason for everything. Uh, here, here's what I want to read you, Mark 8, 35 and 37. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. But what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will he give in exchange for it? So, so there are many times where, I mean, listen, I, I was 16 years old and seven, 17 years old, and I remember being so young, and I used to cry. I used to cry in my bed at night at 17 years old. I didn't live at home. I moved out early, and I wasn't raised in church, so don't get any crazy ideas, young people. 
I grew up in a house without a father. But I remember moving and thought I was a big enough man to handle it, and, and I wasn't. But I had to have that liberty, and I went through some tough, tough things in my life in education. Uh, only an education life can hand you. But I remember crying after failing so much because I couldn't make anything happen, and I couldn't succeed, and I didn't know what was going on, and I knew I had it in me to do something, but I didn't know how to make it happen. So one night, I just cried, and I prayed, and I said, God, I want to be successful, and that sounds so selfish, and it was. I want to be successful. I want Show me what to do, and I would put my face in my pillow, and I would cry, and I'd scream like a dummy. How do I do it, God? Help me, Lord. Help me. I wasn't nowhere near the church. I, would just cry. I always cried and talked to God when I was frustrated. And then, and, and then I never got it. But it wasn't until recently, years later, that God gave me a revelation that success, true success, is being in the will of God. But it took years for me to get into that place in my life. And no matter what I did, no matter what job I had, I knew God brought it to me. And I didn't walk away from the job. And I didn't get, fu- I would get frustrated, but I would thank God in that moment. I wanted to make more money. I wanted to make, uh, provide more for my family. But God hadn't opened the door, but I did, did the best job I could at that moment. And I praised God through it. And I blessed God through it. And, and, then, and then I'd see God when I didn't, and I couldn't afford to, to buy things that I needed somehow, some way. God would bless me with things. And, and I thank God right now. I did it this morning. I'm going to do it again. I thank God for every person that ever came to my front door with a box of diapers. I thank God for every person when I was struggling and I had my little Haley was a baby. Let me tell you something. That baby girl went through a bunch of diapers. My God, that girl went through some diapers. But I thank God when we couldn't even afford diapers. Oh, you've never been to a place where you had to get a, a towel and wrap the baby because you had to go buy some diapers, didn't have any. I don't know if you know anything about that kind of stuff. Does anybody know anything about what? I don't know if you know, and, but, you know, you have no groceries in there, and, and you don't know how you're going to see, see things through, how things are going to work out, but then you get the door, that somebody knocks at your door, and they, they have a handful of groceries, and they just tell you, I just feel like God wanted to bless you today. I thank God for every person that has ever shown up in my front door with groceries, deer meat, deer sausage. I don't care, fish. It doesn't matter. Thank you, Jesus, for blessing me through the hard times. Thank you for providing for me, God. You're faithful. You're faithful. And I recognized something, and I caught on to it. And I learned that cycles come and go, but your relationship should always be steady. And then God wants to see how are you going to respond when you have no blessings or don't feel the blessings in your life, and how are you going to respond when you are being blessed? Success is another way, if the devil can't get you with failure, he'll try to do it through success. Because he will try to get your mind 
off of the things of God. God told Israel, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to let you go into the promised land. I'm going to let you get houses you didn't build, vineyards you didn't plant. I'm going to give you milk and honey from cows that you didn't raise and bees you didn't harness and, and, and you didn't harvest. I'm going to give you some blessings. But he said, when you get in there, don't forget me. Don't forget me. Guess what? They forgot him. And guess what? The blessings went plummeted. God knows exactly what to do. When you're in trouble, we all know what to do. We, we are so good at praying for breakthroughs, aren't we? How many of you know that? We are good at breakthroughs, and it's time to get on our knees and pray. But one thing we need to learn, the one thing that the church needs to learn is the consistency and the power of walking, not the power of running. The power of walking, putting one foot in front of the other every single day, taking your time, focusing on God, not making it harder than what it really is, and understanding no matter what comes your way, 1 Timothy 6 and 6 is the key. Now, Godliness with contentment is great gain. I'm content in every one of my circumstances. I can walk away from any situation. I can walk away and be without anything because I know that true success is being in the will of God and prosperity is a condition and a place in the spirit. And prosperity... I believe, I don't believe more in a prosperity gospel than I do believe in a provisionary gospel because blessings is being able to have access to the blessings in the kingdom of God because it's his good pleasure to give me the kingdom. And when I need it, I ask for it. And God will supply my needs according to his riches and glory depending on whether or not I am in his will. He'll still bless me. He'll still bless anybody. But for a perpetual blessing, I have to be perpetually engaged, walking in the will of God. Walking in the will of God. So point number two, can God trust you with success? Now, what is success? Success is being in the will of God. But to prosper I just have to ask, is there anybody here, don't raise your hand, but is there anybody here that has ever asked this question, or asked God this one question, Lord, why can't I get ahead? I've done this before. I've said this before, and I'm going to make a confession to you. I've said this before. God, why? Why every time we get a blessing there's another debt, another bill comes up. I can never get ahead. I pay my tithes. I give the way I need to give, yet I can't seem to get ahead. Am I the only one that's ever said that before? I didn't say I said it recently. I just said I've said it before. <laughs> it was in that moment when God was allowing me to be tested, and I questioned him. I know God loves me. I know God loves every one of you. I know God's love is consistent, but my relationship with him wasn't. I thought it was, 
because I was disciplined and I didn't allow certain things in my life. See, people mistake discipline of not allowing certain things in their life as a relationship. That's not a relationship. That's a, com that's a commitment to a relationship. Religion says it's all about sacrifice and keeping out and throwing boundaries. Relationship is all about being engaged with Jesus, spending time with him, and letting him protect me and guide me and direct me. Most people live a wonderful defense, but they have a horrible offense. But a good offense is a good defense. You understand what I'm saying? That's where we live. That's where most people, most Christians are, in that place. But God wants to see how you're going to respond in the good times and in the bad times. Are you still going to be able to praise him regardless of what's going on? Can you still smile and say, God is good? Can you still bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget not all his benefits? Bless the Lord, all my soul, who forgiveth all of my iniquities. Huh. I may have a few debts, but there's one debt that God took care of that I could have never paid on my own, and that's my sins. And can you still praise God for that? You're, you may not be completely debt-free right now, but you are sin-free right now, and that ought to mean more to you than those debts. And God will take care of those debts, and God will bless you, and God will prosper you. But God first wants to make sure that your soul is contained because a lot of the issues and the challenges come from our emotions and our will and our our feelings and our mindset were the blessings of God. Remember, prosperity and, and blessings is not, is not about material things. It's a spiritual existence, and it's a spiritual mindset. It is a revelation of walking in the kingdom, knowing that the blesser is inhabiting the blessee. Do you, do you not have Christ in you? Come on, somebody, the anointing. Do you or do you not have the anointing in your life? Get it up here. See, that's why a millionaire can lose a million yet still get a million later because it, 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 wasn't, it was him. The, 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 the ability was inside of him, and they have some bounce back. But a Christian, when he learns or she learns to walk with God, that's why the devil can't keep you down because you can't keep what's inside you down. You understand what I'm saying? The God inside of you cannot be cursed, cannot be messed with, cannot be depressed. God has never taken a day off. God doesn't check out early because he's weary and tired from fighting the battle. God inside of you, that's why the scripture says, greater is he that's inside of you than him. What is him? That's problems. That's the devil. That's temptation. That's everything. Than him that's in the world, greater is he that's inside of you. Greater is he that's inside of you. I am blessed. 
I walk in blessings. Even when I don't have, I have full access to the kingdom. I can ask God any time for my needs to be met. And he said he will provide all of my needs according to his riches and glory. That means the kingdom. And it is his good pleasure to give me the kingdom. And when you learn how to walk in that place, then God says, hey, they're doing good. Now I know their hearts. Now I know I can bless them abundantly and it won't get to their head. Now I know their attitude is right. Now I know that they're going to be faithful in their tithing. Oh, don't get quiet on me. You ever heard anybody say, if I win the lotto, I'm going to just bless God so big. You ever heard anybody say that? They always say, if I win the lottery. If I had a million dollars, what was it? You ever have anybody ask you, what would you do with a million dollars? And the first thing that comes out of their mouth is, I bless the church. <laughs> Whatever. I've had so many people come up to me and tell me, I'm getting this, I'm getting that. And when we do, we're going to bless this and we're going to do that. And it happens. I'm like, it's the buckets. Need a bucket? Nothing. And you know, God knows that. So, okay, I'm just going to say this. You can get mad at me all you want to, but that's all right. If, if you can't bless God with a dime out of your dollar now, don't expect God to give you a million and think you're going to bless him later. Yeah. Yeah. Did I say that too fast? I'm going to say it again. If you can't bless God in your condition now, what makes you think God's going to bless you and you're going to be faithful then? Did I say it wrong again? Let me try another way. If you don't pay your tithes now on a dollar, what makes you think God's going to bless you with a million and you pay your tithes then? Okay, let me say it again. You gotta, until I get some amens and praise the Lord, I'm going to keep on going. It's not even about the money. It's a heart condition. It's not even about the money. It's not it's tithing and teaching about giving and finance. It's never been about the money. It's always been about the heart. God wants to know. God wants to bless you. Okay, okay. Huh. I missed a scripture. I missed a scripture. Oh, here it is. I, I didn't miss it. I just didn't get to it. Proverbs 10 and 22. Watch this. Watch this. The blessings of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Throw that up there if you got it, guys. I know you got it. Proverbs 10 and 22. Don't have it? That's okay. Proverbs 10 and 22. The blessings of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. That means when God blesses you, he blesses you at the right time, at the right amount, where you're able to handle it where you're able to handle it. God is a good father. Listen, some of you men out there, how many of you men are avid hunters? How many of you men are avid hunters? Are you, you, had, uh, you hunted and, and you took your sons hunting. Thank you, sir. Did you hand your son that rifle at the age of four? No. A lot of power in that rifle. You handed it to him when he was of age. And after going through training, after going through safety training, after knowing that you felt as a father he could handle that kind of power and authority, right? 
and then you taught him where to go use that and how to use it. And how it's a training process. God is the same way. You want to be a blesser? You want to be a king? You know what kings are? Kings are provisionaries. Kings are businessmen that God, businessmen and women that God raises up financially to provide the vision. Priests are the ones who have the vision, but kings are the ones that have provisions. God's raises to be both kings and priests. That may be too much for you right now, but you have to get a hold of this because God wants to bless you spiritually and God wants to bless you, bless you financially. But God will never give you the authority or the privilege to be the source until you learn how to be responsible with that kind of power and authority. That means the small things. Here it is. Here it is. Watch this. You've been waiting for this, right? This is your soul. This is your soul. And, and, and this is what happens when you walk in a relationship with God. This is what happens. It begins to rain, and I'm just about done. It begins to rain. It begins to fill your bucket. Your soul begins to get filled up. And, and when it gets to get to that place where you feel like, okay, things are going good right now, and, and I, I just, man, feel so good. And you're smiling. This is where you're smiling right here. Things are well. The blessings are there. And then all of a sudden, you stop giving God the credit, and you think it had to do all with you. Like Nebuchadnezzar, look what I've done, this great kingdom that I've built and all this stuff, and, and we think we're that smart, and we think that we're that talented. Listen, you can't even walk without God protecting your mind and your heart, your heart and your body. You don't even know how many angels are watching over you, and we take it for granted. I do believe that, that God oversees us and looks over us, but then we feel good, and then we're content, and things are going well, and then we forget God. And then how do you know? Well, lots of times it's our response to problems because you can be blessed, and it doesn't mean you're not going to have problems. But whenever you allow your spirit, which is that bucket, to respond in a negative way, and you allow things to be released. An offense comes, and here it goes. You got a leak in your bucket. You're mad at somebody, and you just lost it, and there it goes again. Uncontrolled desires, and you went and bought a boat. <laughs> okay. You went and bought that dress. Oh, sorry, you get and went and got that. There's nothing wrong with having cars, but you know what? There's a time and a place, and this you got to think ahead sometimes. Some of the problems we create financially are not God's problems, not life. It's our own problems. But let's think about something else. Uh, to have the blessings of God come in. Now, you can still, let me see if I can do this with that. all these blessings here. All these things, you can still be blessed and not have the rain come because what essentially you have done, you have allowed there to be a blockage. And if you will, you've created 
an umbrella over your soul. God can't bless you because of a lifestyle. You forgot about God in the promised land. But here, here's what I think God wants to see us do. Now, for all this, thank God that there is a place of repentance for us in our lives. And God can eventually get rid of all the things, all the things. Bring back the showers. Take away the leaks. This is where we pray and fast and we allow our character and our faith not to have leaks. This is why the Lord said also, he said, no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Remember he said that? Because lest the wineskin breaks and you lose everything. That favor, that anointing, that mentality, that constant relationship. But when you have learned to be faithful to God and your mindset is, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth, even in the high times and the low times, no matter what bills come my way, no matter what troubles I'm facing, no matter what people are, how many collectors are calling me. By the way, you want to learn how to get rid of a collector? Start telling them your problems. This is Robert. Well, can I talk to you for a moment? <laughs> Just things are rough right now. She's my wife. She's so mean to me. <laughs> it's my friend Misty. She's always, always talking about me. <laughs> You know what the key is? Here's what's really cool. This is what I think is cool. I'm going to empty this out. Let's say it stops raining, right, and you're going through a season, but you know you're still filled up, right? When you're not leaking out and you're still filled up through the low times, you can still maintain what God has given you. And to the next time when it starts raining again and God starts blessing again, guess what? This, my friend, is when you start experiencing life in the overflow. And guess what? Who's going to be the first people in your life to experience this? That's right. It's going to fall on your family. Guess where it's going to fall next? People around you. Let's face it, the, most, the, the people you spend more time with, it, it's, uh, it's, it's your family and your career. But guess what that's going to relate to? Because you're going to start walking in favor. You're going to start having a wisdom coming out of you. See, coming out of you, coming out of you is going to be a wisdom you didn't know you had. That rain doesn't just represent financial blessings. Please don't get sidetracked. It's not about finances today. Finances is just an attribute of a spiritual stance and position in Christ. Favor It's really what it's all about. And the unmerited favor of God in your life, being in the will of God. So today's not about money. Today is about, I do believe, an indication for blessings and being in the favor of God. One of the indications is financial blessings. I do believe that. But I also believe it's a process. What stage are you at? It's not by what you drive either. It's not by what you drive. Sam Walton, one of the richest men in the world, when you walked into his office, he had, two, he had two file cabinets with a table on top of it. 
he wasn't, he drove an old pickup truck. Humble, being humble, being modest. That right there, here's where it starts to spill over. You got the point. God wants you to be able to bless the kingdom. God wants you to be able to bless the kingdom. What God gives to you, you recycle it back to him. He doesn't ask for much. He wants the glory. And he wants you to recognize, you know, who butters your bread. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. All good and every perfect gift comes from above. Come on, Haley. Everything good comes from the Father of lights. I'm here today. I'm, just, I'm here able to talk to you because God's been good to me. I, I, I think there are other pastors that are better than me. I think there are other speakers that are better than me. I think there are other churches that are greater than this one. I, I don't, I'm not in competition with anybody. But this one thing I do know, no matter how good things are, no matter how bad things get, we've learned to bless God at all times. And it's never a reflection of us. Many times life just happens. So I don't judge myself so much anymore. I don't rate myself so much anymore. I do what I was meant to do. I stay focused in my lane, running it, walking it. And I stay content with what I have. And I keep on doing it. If I prayed into a blessing, then I make sure I maintain the same prayer life to maintain the blessing. And I walk in that. It's about life. It's all about consistency. The difference between successful people and dreamers is that successful people literally have acted and they're consistent in what they do. Dreamers just think about it, they talk about it, but they do nothing about it. But if you want to succeed, then you have to put feet on your prayers. Start walking, start doing, start being consistent and let God begin to bless you and let God begin to make the difference in your life because it is the will of God for all of you to testify like David did in that 23rd Psalm when he said, my cup runneth over. My cup runneth over. My cup runneth over. That's the will of God. That's God's will. It's not God's will for always, always to always struggle and to always wonder where is he at and what things are going on. Listen, trust him. Trust him. He's going to come through. Trust him. Here's what I'm going to end with today. Here's what I'm going to tell you. If God's not in it, I'm not in it. God's not in it, I'm not in it. I don't care what God's telling you. That's great. God's not telling me that. I don't care what God's doing in your life. I care. I'm thankful for but I don't care. I care about what God is telling me. I have to be obedient. Great. I'm glad you're blessed. And listen, learn how to celebrate with other people when they're blessed. Learn how to celebrate with other people when they have good things or good things happen to them. You don't know their prayer life. You don't know how hard they've worked. You don't know the sacrifice and the hours they've been through. If they got something, God blessed them with it. You need to be excited and you need to really say, if you bless them, God, well, my Lord, I know you can bless me. 
If you prosper their business, I know you can prosper mine. I'm going to get this down. I want to know the secret. I learned the secret a long time ago. No, I'm not rich. No, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm good looking, but that's, that, you know, I can't help that. But I've learned it's all about being consistent. Not blowing a gasket whenever things aren't happening right. Not losing it whenever things aren't going our way. And yeah, I've been guilty of it. Uh, every once in a while, I don't want to come up again. But I'm a lot better than what I used to be. I'm a lot better than what I used to be. Say it with me. If God's not in it, I'm not in it. You know why you go to church here? God's in it. You're in it. <laughs> Come on, stand to your feet. Lift up your hearts. We're going to end it early today. Oh, it's kind of late, but I'm going to end it right now quickly. Quickly. I want, I want you just to raise your hearts with your hands and express yourself to God and tell God, no matter what, I'm going to be consistent with you. I want you to trust me. I can be trusted, God. I can be trusted, Lord. You can trust me, God. I'm going to be consistent. I, you know what, Lord? After the storm is gone and after, after all the battle is, is over, I'm still going to be standing here. I'm still going to be here, God. I'm still going to be consistent. Lord, <laughs> after I get through this sickness and, and I go through this valley, guess what, Lord? I'm going to praise you the same way. Even when you get me out of it, Lord. Even when you get me out of it, Father. You know why God blessed Daniel? Because God can, he knew that even though Daniel, before he was put into the lion's den, he knew he would still praise him and pray to him when he was out of it. God chooses consistent people. God chooses consistent people. The secret is consistency. Tell them, Lord, give me a passion in my heart. Give me a passion in my soul. Anoint me today, God, with consistency. Tell them, anoint me today with consistency. Anoint me today with consistency, Father. <laughs> anoint me today with consistency. I bless you today, Jesus. Thank you, Father. I feel the Holy Ghost. Our mission here at Covenant Life Center is to help our world live, give, and love like Jesus. If our ministry has impacted you in any way, we would love for you to email us at info at clcvictoria.org. You can get connected with us through our social media at clcvictoria and download our app.